Next on BYU Sports Nation, taking it to Pacific, Yoli's back with Jake the Make Toolson. Who was more impressive last night, Jake or Yoli? Is Boise State in the mix to join the WCC? What one sports broadcaster says and what it could mean. And does Andy Katz, college basketball insider, believe this is a special BYU basketball team? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, January 24th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jake Toulson's newest hype man, Jerem Jordan. Well, I would have been joining him yapping at the uh, Pacific bench as well. I don't, I don't know what happened there, but that was that was fun after uh, the whole sequence. Listen, when you make threes, you get nicknames, right? Right? Absolutely. And there was uh, there was a certain field goal kicker and a nickname. And st- Anyways, this happened last night. Jake for three. He did it again! Jake! The man! Timeout Pacific, can you believe this? I know it. Jake Toulson, just awesome, right? So Jake the Make, Jake the Make, he makes it. Listen, Jake Olderoid's going to become Jake the Make again as well. There can be multiple. It doesn't have to be one guy. They need to embrace it, both of them. Yeah, and Jake Toulson will be graduated, and there will be an opening for another Jake the Make. That is the key. Embrace the nickname, Jake the Make, whether on the football field or on the basketball court. Are you court. saying because Jake Oldroyd didn't that something happened? Is that what you're saying? He was great when he was Jake the Make. Mm. As soon as the nickname was turned down, things changed. Yes. And what was the sequence of events that it turned down on? Between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Jake it. the make embrace it love it just let it soak in baby it's a rhyme <laughs> yes yes it is Jake the make Toulson, a big part of our conversation today also on the show lineup NCAA.com basketball insider Andy Katz oh yeah let's go is the West Coast Conference a three bid league he's in there with the selection who, committee members who doesn't think that He's got a perspective uh, unlike uh, many. So Jonathan Tavernari also said on Twitter last night that he believes BYU is going to run the table in West Coast Conference play, including beating St. Mary's and Gonzaga in Provo. JT, not known for having a strong opinion, said no one. (laughs) And Jerem Jordan decked out in his hockey jersey. Okay. He and I will welcome Nixon Barber of BYU Hockey with some pointers. Great name. How to effectively drop the puck. Yeah, well, if it messes up, I'm going to blame my daughter because she's going to be with me at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, we practiced a little bit. Yeah. If it doesn't go well, I'll say, listen, we didn't execute the plan. We got to no, I'm just kidding. You've already got your backup plan in place. You've got the backup excuse no, we'll in place. we'll just drop whatever. Okay. It doesn't have to land flat. It's whatever. Uh, this is how we do your BYU Sports Nation Friday headlines. BYU men's basketball earns a solid quadrant two road win at Pacific last night, 74 to 60. The Cougars go on a 21 to nothing run late in the game, highlighted by Jake Toulson's back to back to back 
three-pointers. He finished with a career-high 28 points, six of eight from distance. Oh, yeah, and Yoli Childs returned. Yoli Childs played and was awesome. To the tune of 26 points and nine rebounds. What in the world? Childs, please. BYU in a tie for second place at four and two in the WCC. BYU with another big one tomorrow on the Hilltop at San Francisco. Tip-off set for 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Much more on the game coming up. In this morning's Bracketology by ESPN's Joe Lenardi, the Cougars stay a 10 seed playing Penn State in Tampa. Cougars are seven spots in. St. Mary's is a 10 seed. Gonzaga won. By the way, BYU's played five tourney teams in Lenardi's bracket, three of which are one seeds. Virginia Tech is the first team out whom BYU beat. BYU women's basketball routes. San Francisco at the Marriott Center in a matinee special on BYU TV yesterday. 57-44, Sarah Hansen finished with 10 points, 7 blocks, and 6 rebounds. Jasmine Moody scored a team-high 11. Very balanced effort from the Cougars. BYU now firmly in second place on their side of the WCC bracket, and they host Santa Clara tomorrow, also live on BYU TV at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Number two men's volleyball plays round two at number five UC Irvine tonight after a four-set win on Wednesday. Cougars are 7-0 and with five ranked wins and five road wins. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jake Toulson and Yoli Childs combined for 54 points in BYU's road win at Pacific. Toulson goes for the career-high 28. Childs, ho-hum, adds 26 points and 9 rebounds in his return to the court. I have to admit, I was a little concerned that Yoli was coming back too soon. But I'm happily uh, admitting that I was wrong. If he's okay, he's okay. And BYU was great last night. That said, Jerem, when you look at those two individual performances, who was more impressive in the win against Pacific, Jake Toulson or Yoli Childs? Yes, correct. Both, man. I, I, I can't pick one. Jake Toulson won the game for BYU. Perhaps BYU wins if he doesn't go on this 14 points in 21 uh, total points for BYU run. where they go. It was tied 53-53 at the 946 mark. And we're like, okay, this is the game we're hoping to avoid. Uh, sweating it out. Tight game, right? No, 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 no. Jake Toulson had had enough. And he goes bang, bang, bang on threes. Uh, Ari Wolf says... I wouldn't mind a heat check here from Toulson. Step back, bang. Yoli Childs also coming off the injury. I, I tweeted out before the game, listen, if he doesn't take a shot, he could have a major impact on this team. Rebounding. Spacing, presence, rebounding, defense, all of that. Leadership. Here's what's crazy. BYU is such a good three-point shooting team, top five in the country in percentage, that Yoli Childs got one-on-ones all night. Pacific refused to double him. Because they thought, okay, finger's not good. Now, observation. Yoli Child shot way more with his left than he does normally. He was giving that right hand and finger a little bit of a break. Um, so keep an eye on that. Hopefully he's good the rest of the way and, and doesn't re-injure it at all. That's, and the let, dexterity awesomeness, Jerem. Let's keep that in mind. But both were extremely impressive. Both were needed. This was a night where TJ House didn't have to be the double-digit scorer because you had a 26-plus performance from both Toulson and Child. So the answer is correct. Yes. Toulson and Child. It was awesome. Hard to answer with just one. Jake Toulson's angry mode, his fire, uh, the chip on his shoulder, that's my basketball love language. That got me fired up. He's John at Pacific's bench. You know what? I was fine with it. 
I was just fine with it. Why wouldn't be f- we be fine with it? That's awesome. You need a guy like that. That's not you a, need that's that not guy a rep on BYU. your team. Look, it's sports. It's not. This isn't like going or doing service in the you community. You need a guy with that type of fire. Yeah, and you guys don't hear what happens on the football field. <laughs> it's masked. Yeah, it's it's that the whole time. Jake Toulson speaking my basketball love language last night. That was the most impressive moment in the game, if you will. Which one? Jake Toulson making those three threes mm. back to back to back. Those okay, moments. so that that minute, 15 second span or whatever it was. That was the most impressive short moment in terms of an overall performance. Yoli Childs <laughs> had a compound dislocation 17 days ago. We weren't sure if. He was going to be okay by February, let alone come back two and a half weeks later and go for 26 and nine. So the fact that he comes back and does that to me overall, that edges out Jake Toulson and what he did. They were both incredible, but Yoli Child's back that shortly or that short after really hurting his finger. And we heard Mark Pope say it was a traumatic injury. We were convinced he was not going to play until no, I didn't next think he was week. Play. That was wild. So it's one thing to come back and hey, he was good. He was effective. He played good defense. Twenty six and nine. Twenty six and nine. That, is wild. That was incredible. And the reason he gets twenty six is because he's getting one on ones. Otherwise, it's not that high. like the way that BYU is shooting the ball. Teams are scared to death to give up wide open threes. So much that they're letting Yoli Childs go one-on-one from four feet. That is crazy. Topic two. On May 30th, Yoli Childs had a press conference announcing his return to BYU. In it, he said the following. They bring a belief that the impossible can happen and that something special can happen, and I'm, I'm bought into that. You know, I'm 100% in that something special is going to happen this year and we're going to make it happen. This on the heels of four years in a row of not making the NCAA tournament. Here we sit 239 days later. BYU's 15-6 and six overall, 4-2 and two in league, 21 in Ken Palm, 28 in net, 10 seed in the Lenardi's bracket. So those don't add up, by the way. Uh, was Childs right? Is something special happening? Yes, clearly. This is BYU's best basketball team since Jimmer Fredette donned a Brigham Young University jersey. This is BYU's best basketball team since 2011. Something special is happening and will continue to happen I love the team, the coach, the intensity, the energy. Yoli Childs was right. He called it. Yeah, he he bought in, and yes, it has been executed that way. And BYU has done it with having Yoli Childs in eight games of the 21 that they have played, which makes it even more special. Yeah, clearly. I, I can't emphasize enough. Yes, this is already a special season. Now, BYU, we feel strongly, is going to be in the NCAA tournament. Have expectations shifted now that to make this a special season, BYU needs to win a game in the NCAA tournament or is just getting there special enough? It's funny how that changes from day to day. It should. Because we were all in on the just be in the conversation. Uh, BYU is clearly in the conversation, so much so that there are – six other teams behind them that are still getting into the tournament, according to Joe Lunardi. 
it's special, but how special can it become? Is it special enough that BYU could climb up to a seven or an eight seed, win a game in the NCAA tournament, maybe beat Gonzaga in Provo? Do That's the, unthinkable, the wildest thing you just said. Do the unthinkable and run the table on the WCC and, and finish with two conference losses. Jonathan Tavernari's you're, convinced. You're JT drunk. He's convinced. Careful I'm there. not buying that. Careful there. Okay. I'm not buying that. Okay. Renting it though? No. Okay. No, but I'm willing to discuss why he thinks that. I'm willing to discuss anything. It's special. How special can it become? Yeah, it's special. It's and and it's. It is special. It's also relatively special. If BYU had made the NCAA tournament two of the last four years or something, this would be kind of the status quo. Yeah, BYU is a 10. They're in. It wouldn't be anything wild. It's more special because BYU has not been in the tourney the last four years. BYU does need to validate it, though. BYU is only seven in. I'm a little surprised that BYU is not clear of that in Lenardi's. Given who BYU's beaten and what they've done, I'm a little surprised. I think BYU's being undervalued as a 10 seed. Maybe by Joe Lenardi, but I think the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee probably feels differently, Jeremy. Lenardi is pretty tied into what they do. In fact, he's the number one bracketologist, so when he says something, it's pretty credible versus all the other brackets. We're going to talk to one of the most credible guys as well, Andy Katz. I would put Katz and Lenardi in a very similar category right I do think it is special it's special because BYU hasn't been in it because they're playing well they've had some nice wins they've had a buzzer beater over Houston they pounded Utah State there was there have been some disappointing losses but here we go and and something happened today after last night uh, that is pretty special as well which is our stat of the day it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day BYU's Ken Palm ranking is 21 that's the highest since January 19th 2012 a year after his Jimmerness, right? So, eight years in the making, that's what. But BYU's 21 Kimbom, but a 10 seed. Those don't equate. Um, KPIs, BYU's always the lowest in it. BYU's 38 in strength of record. But look look at this. BYU's top 28 in in net, which is the sorting tool, the number one metric. Ken Palm BPI, top 28. I would like to see BYU more like a 7 seed when the dust settles. If BYU gets to the tourney and they bow out, we're going to be happy they made it. Right, but this is a team that could win in the tourney. This yes. is a team that could make a run. They this have all BYU the BYU basketball team is better than the teams that featured Tyler Hawes, Kyle Collinsworth, and Chase Fisher all at the same time. Yeah, how, that's crazy, right? Well, All-time leading scorer, well, Mr. Triple-Double, well, one of the have, greatest three-point shooters that they've ever had. Yeah, you have T.J. Haas, and you have Jake Toulson, and you have Yoli Childs. You have, and you have better other pieces around them than those teams had, I think. It is a special time for BYU basketball, and it is a... Special time in the college football landscape, (laughs) according to the Mountain West Conference, because right now things are flying out of control at Boise State. Last night, Austin Cox, host of AAC Daily, American Athletic Conference, tweeted out the following at C underscore Austin underscore Cox. Boise State has been in contact with both the Big Sky and West Coast Conference to discuss the movement of Olympic sports for the Broncos in the last 24 hours. Boise State has plans for its football program, and it's looking less like posturing with the Mountain West each day. End quote. Boise State in the West Coast Conference? Jerem, do you want the Broncos in the WCC? Uh, yes, here's why. I think it would enhance the football rivalry. 
because we would have more games with Boise State, so there would be more to be disgruntled about, right? And then when you play football, it's for all the marbles, right? If, if Boise State's not in the WCC, it's whatever. BYU and Boise State have never played in the same conference, yet have created this regional rivalry. There's a great respect between the two. Obviously, there's a lot of members of the church that live in Idaho and in Boise. Your boy was born outside Boise, and then we said, let's move when I was two. That was an Air Force move. But anyway, Boise State in the WCC. Sure, why not? BYU played up there. I think it would be fun for the BYU fans in that area to see BYU every other year there. And I think it would enhance football because at the end of the day, uh, I think that would be, that'd be a good thing for this rivalry. It's kind of hilarious that we asked a couple of days ago on the show, will BYU and Boise State ever be in the same conference? We thought, eh, well, well, maybe, I don't know. This fast? Well, I think I was thinking soon? in football. For yes, that. I wasn't exactly. Thinking in Not other thinking sports. Olympic sports. This is a new dynamic. I would love Boise State to be in the West Coast Conference. I think they would bring a great brand with their athletic department. Well, the football. They don't have a good athletic department. It's only football. They have a great gymnastics program. Sweet. They've got an okay basketball team. Their women's soccer team is pretty good. Like, they have some teams that do some good things. Okay? They're not on BYU's level in an Olympic sports perspective. All I heard was football. <laughs> that's all, the most time that's all I hear. I understand that they have a great football brand, but they're not pushovers in the other sports is my point. Like, they'd be a good fit in the West Coast Conference. They're not a religious school, per Christian. se. They're not a religious school. But this only solidifies kind of the tandem feel that BYU and Boise State have in football. Well, where that's it's like, hey, being created. It doesn't exist. Okay, package deal. Like, if yeah. this happened, then it's... BYU and Boise State as a package deal, whatever happens. Maybe BYU and Boise State are the front runners of creating a new conference after all the shifting if the Broncos went independent. Yes, I'm running wild with this thing, and I have said it a a long time ago. I I wouldn't be opposed to forming a new conference with BYU and Boise State at the head of that, especially if the Broncos are now independent along with BYU. And just be a new Mountain West. So? Without Craig Thompson. Exactly. Better. Better. Progress. Let's go, man. So you're saying BYU being non-independent is progress? Being non-independent? Yeah, being in a league. I'm saying if it came to that in the conference, BYU and Boise State without Craig Thompson is progress. Period. The end. Mm. What about all the other teams in there? Figure out who you want in there. I don't want to be in the Mountain West again. I'm okay, but it wouldn't I'm be called the Mountain West. I'm done Albuquerque. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. It wouldn't be you know called what? the Mountain West. You know what's better? Pepperdine. Control awesome. who you want in there. <laughs> Let's go. Coming up, Nixon Barber of BYU Hockey will join us. Not to be confused with Dalton Nixon's barber. That's somebody else. Okay. And Jonathan Tabernari, former BYU basketball sharpshooter, defending his Always cause. Always defending Why is BYU <laughs> going to run the table on the West Coast Conference? Wow. This is BYU Sports Nation. Calling for a win over number one? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coming off the win at Pacific, BYU men's basketball heads to San Francisco to face the Dons Saturday on BYU Radio. Pre-game starts at 4 Eastern time. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Parties here on the west side, sort of. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Now let's make it a true party and bring in Jonathan Tavernari, former BYU basketball standout. He was a star in Europe, can still shoot the three-ball and wow, I know you enjoyed watching Jake Toulson and BYU shoot 50% from the three-point line last night. We've been asking the question, who is more impressive, Jake Toulson or Yoli Childs? Where do you stand on that? Have you ever hurt your hand and tried to shoot a basketball before? It's by a mile, it's Yoli. Now, um, don't take it away from Jake, right? Because it was, I think it was 53, 51. 
And then he just went on the rampage. And, you know, we went, I think BYU went on a 21-0 run. He had nine. And as a shooter, um, there are very – there are great moments, right, during the game. But when you make the first one and you make the second one and you make the third one and then a coach calls a timeout after that third one in a row, it's – you're like, yeah, they're, they cannot stop me. It's a great feeling. The crowd's going crazy. Um, and that was amazing, right? I mean, we're, we're looking at this right now. Just at that point, you don't see a, a hoop. You see what we, you know, in, in Europe, you know, in Italy, we say you see a tub. You see a swimming pool, <laughs> nice. right? And so you, that's why you see it. And so, but again, it, Yoli, I am amazed. I mean, this guy has had everything thrown at him this season. A very nonsense suspension. Um, then he gets hurt, and then he was cramping. And then comes back. I mean, I was amazed. Those left-handed hook shots looked unreal. And put on the glasses, got the choo-choo train hat on. This team, as long as they're healthy, should I swap it? There the turning, you go. This is the turning, turning as, hat. As long as this team, how does that look? How does that look, sweetheart? Um, as long as this team stays healthy, they're not losing again. So you think they're going to beat Gonzaga um, at home? I do. Mm. And here's why. That team yesterday, they faced quite a bit of adversity, right? When you look at the nonsense that happened when the dude smacked Zach, you know, upside his head. He changed the game. He changed the game yeah. because they were being physical and they were being very, you know, into the game. BYU started 8-0, you know what I mean? So it's That tied the largest deficit BYU has come back in and a win this year. But when you look at it, that changed the game because at that point, everybody was like, hey, we're going to be tough. Right. And I mean, you know, somebody put it on Twitter, uh, DAF taxes and, and Dalton Nixon taking charges. <laughs> Those things change the rhythm of the game. Right. Um, but when you look at just how that team came back and won and every time Pacific made a run, BYU responded and not only just responded with like, oh, just a quick bucket. They responded in style. It was either a wide open layup. I, you know, I am a huge fan of TJ. You know, just he had a couple of just finger rolls, big uh, corner from the three in the second half. Mm -hmm. And then Jay came to play. But, again, it, it's something that we talked about when, when Yoli came back against Utah. You had this big, shiny new toy. And yesterday, every time BYU had a hard time or they started guarding the perimeter a little bit more, Jake and those guys, they never forced a shot. They just put the ball down the post in Yoli. And for the life of me, Nobody double teamed him. I know it's crazy, and right? It reminded me, and I had some, you know, I had some playful banner with, with, with Trent Placid, but with a lot of my three pointers in my career, I owe it to Trent Placid, you know, because if it wasn't for people double teaming him, I wouldn't have been open, right? Obviously, it was up to me to make the shot to my teammates to find me, but they never did that. So I'm really curious how. Obviously, when you look at San Francisco, uh, you know, the result of the St. Mary's game. Um, but when you look at all of these teams they are going to have to play before they play Gonzaga, I mean, they should dismantle them the same way they did last night. And when it comes to that Gonzaga game, who's going to guard Yoli 101? Are they going to do that? And again, you're going to get 20,000 crazy people in here yelling, jumping, and screaming, put on a show as only BYU marketing knows how to do. There's no way they're losing. And again, you're right. It's There's the no way they're losing. It's the That's number one. Quite the it's, statement. it's no. It, I understand. It's the number one team in the country. However, it's a it's a conference foe, and you guys know when conference on conference plate, everything else changes. It's a conference foe. 
jump on a train wagon, put on the goggles, all of that stuff. <laughs> this team stays healthy. And I'm not just saying making three-pointers. We talked about 42%. Right. This team stays healthy and everybody plays. They're not losing. And I say not only in the regular season, but also in the conference tournament. Wow. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm okay. just saying. Wow. They're playing that good. Listen, it's been a while since Brian Logan was on the show. We haven't heard hot takes like that <laughs> since he was here. Because okay. Did he put this silly hat as well on? No, here's what I really want. I want us to just clip off a piece before like after you put on the hat and someone be like, What is that hat he's wearing? You know what I mean? If right. Forgot about the That'll be funny. And I'll go like this too. Ah, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I go the like BYU that? Sports Nation shirt. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. let's talk about what you just said. If BYU wins the rest of the WCC games right. and they get to February 22nd, they play at Pepperdine the next week to close out the regular season. BYU won't have to beat Gonzaga at home. They would be securely in, in my opinion, right. at that point. So it would be gravy, and then they could let loose. That would be the best situation. Right. That would be the best situation. And perhaps uh, BYU doesn't feel as much pressure. They say, you know what? Look, we're in. All we need to do is to go to uh, go to Vegas, uh, get the two seed, win the semi, bang, we're in the tourney. We're just helping seeding. Let's play loose. I mean. Then it could get interesting. Why set for the terrestrial, celestial kingdom when you can get to celestial? Because Gonzaga's the number one team in the <laughs> it, country. Okay. I just saw BYU. You're play a smart Gonzaga. guy, or at least you look like one. I'm not that smart. Um, <laughs> BYU has gone to the kennel with lesser teams, right? With lesser situations and beat them there. I think Gonzaga is better now. BYU, and I understand. And yeah. understand something. They're the number one team in the country, right? Let's take a, a step if we back. We said it was Kansas. Listen, let me talk to a reasonable man. And they man came here. in punching. What did BYU do? <laughs> Thank you for that. What did BYU do the first half against Kansas? And for the matter of that, for the first 30 minutes of that game. BYU was right there. Absolutely. What did BYU do with San Diego State? Uh, they were up nine in the second half. Uh, up five with like three minutes to go. Okay? The number one team in the country coming here. Forget about the number one team in the country for a minute. But they're, they're number with two right Yoli, now. They're number one. Yeah. With Yoli and all of these guys sinking, these guys enjoy playing with each other. They enjoy playing and, and working for each other. They respect the heck out of Dalton. Of Zach, sure. of Connor. I mean, a bruised knee. Good grief! I mean that that's painful. A, a dislocated finger, and it is right-handed. That's how he shoots, and he gets twenty-six points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Understand this: this team, it is it, this season is special, it, and everybody's gonna remember because it's gonna be the first Mark Pope, you know, first season of Mark Pope. But what a special way to send these guys out to welcome Mark Pope into the fold. And you're 100% right. If you look at this team and you take away a couple of bad losses here and there, I 100%, you guys are going to call me crazy. The Boise, uh, Boise State loss was bad. The, U- the SDSU loss was also bad. They were up the whole game. And so, not a bad loss. Here, they're a one seed. Okay, after the show, the, you and I need to the talk about The way basketball. they lost is what you seed. have a problem the, with. It, the that's my point. Okay, fine, yes, yes. But that's a bad loss. You shouldn't have lost that game. You were up the whole game. Homeboy they're started shooting three. It's fine. What's his name? Shackle. They put the shackles on it. You can't do Jordan that. Jordan Shackle. You know what I mean? And so a Gonzaga team comes into here like, oh, boy, this team has won seven, eight in a row. They are rolling. They, are see, a, they see a tub when they toss the ball into the, into the hoop. There's no way that that's going to be an easy game, and, and, I, and I like my chance of a BYU in that game. JT. Rocking the conductor's hat. I'm just saying, Looking man. Looking good, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Looking good, brother. Thanks, guys. Love appreciate this. It. All right. Okay, coming up, NCAA Basketball Insider Andy Katz on BYU's resume so far. And Nixon Barber of BYU Hockey. 
will, one, I'm sure, compliment Jerem's jersey selection, and two, oh. give him some pointers on how to drop the puck. This is BYU Sports Nation. It seems like it's going to be really hard. <laughs> Listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand anytime you want on iTunes, TuneIn, or Google Play, and enjoy wild interviews like Jonathan Tavernari's last segment. Uh, it's On Demand. Subscribe, rate, and review. We haven't had some Blue Goggle statements like that oh, in man, a very uh, long I mean, time. There was the... JT's like, yeah, BYU's Blue beating number one Gonzaga. Blue They're going to the Vegas. Alert. They're going to win Blue the tourney. It's like, Blue JT's going to JT. I love it. Go back and listen to you know? it. Get on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Or the tourney Facebook. had like the whole interview. Tell us what you think. Great <laughs> stuff. Okay. Uh, while you're all feeling good with that Blue Goggle vibe, let's keep it rolling and whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Los Cougadores won at Pacific 74-60 last night thanks to a 21-7 run in the final 9-46. Led by Jake Toulson who scored 14 of his 28 during a 5-minute span. Yoli Childs played and scored 26 points, had 9 rebounds in his return. BYU at San Francisco tomorrow afternoon, pregame on BYU Radio at 4 Eastern. BYU stays on the 10-seed line in the latest bracketology from ESPN's Joe Lenardi, currently matched up against number 7-seed Penn State. The Cougars are the third-to-last team to get a bye, so they're the seventh-to-last team in, and the only team from the state of Utah currently in bracketology. Volleyball. Cougars beat San Francisco. Uh, volleyball? What? Women's hoops. That's what I'm doing. Cougars <laughs> beat San Francisco 57-44 thanks to a team-high 11 points from Jasmine Moody. Sarah Hampson had 10 points, 7 blocks, and 6 rebounds. BYU 6-2 in league. Host Santa Clara tomorrow 4 Eastern on BYU TV. Volleyball. Now to the volleyball. Second-ranked BYU trying to remain perfect at number 5 UC Irvine. In the second game of a two-game series, BYU. All night! Won three sets to one on Wednesday. Trying for an eighth straight win. Ten Eastern, seven Pacific. Cougars in pro hoops. Eric Mika of the Stockton Kings and Kyle Collinsworth of the Salt Lake City Stars meet in an NBA G League game tonight in Salt Lake City. Elijah Brandt scored 14 points in a Maccabi Tel Aviv loss in EuroLeague play to Bayern Munchen. That's not Munich, I guess. Okay. Uh, in it, uh, EuroLeague game there. Yep. Brandon Davies, 10 points in an 86-82 win for Barcelona. Tennis. Men's tennis in Boston to play number 41, Harvard. That's more of a New York accent. It's true. Ba- Baston. Baston. The city pack. Pack, 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 pack the car. in the city pack. Pack the car. Yeah. Go watch uh, BYU play yeah, number in 41. Hobbit. In the Harvard yard. Match set for noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Good luck. Like winning. Gymnastics. Number 15, BYU Gymnastics competes against the number 26, Southern Utah Flippin' Birds. That's the real thing. In Cedar City this evening. Hockey. BYU Hockey hosting the University of Colorado today, 5 Eastern. And Colorado State tomorrow, 9 Eastern. Wait, wait, it's it's 5.30 Eastern. Oh, it's 5.30 Eastern. Yeah. We'll ask our next guest and make sure. Yeah, let's, let's double I, check. I was told a let's, certain let's time. Let's double check yeah. with the BYU hockey captain, Nixon Barber, who's in Studio B. What uh, what time does the game start, up, Nixon? Nixon? So 3.30 here. I believe that would be 5.30. Yeah, 5.30 so 3.30 local. 3.30 local. Yeah, definitely peaks. earlier. Kind of yeah. weird. Uh, we usually play at 7, so I'm not actually sure what happened this time. But okay. We're glad we have a game. We're Absolutely. excited. Absolutely. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, what do you think of Jerem's uh, uniform selection? I, hey, beautiful selection. Numbers on point. Pick right? the greatest one out there. Are you 23 I am 23. Well? Yeah. Nice, 23. <laughs> I chose it because of Michael and... Uh, the whole deal. But now that I know that you're 23, I feel You can say you chose it for Nixon Barber. For Nixon Barber, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your name. That's a fantastic name. Uh, you know, 
Someone called you Dalton in here. This yeah. is just a natural thing, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I get called all sorts of things occasionally. Someone says Dixon. I don't know why Dixon comes. It just like, kind of merges. Just, people hear that as a last name a yeah. lot. Yeah. I guess I kind of have two last names, and that's confusing to people. True, so. true. But I like Nixon. It's unique. I appreciate it. I'm grateful to my parents for it. No political reason for it. It was just, I thought it was a cool name. So, <laughs> How did you get into BYU hockey? Uh, I wanted to come to BYU. Uh, it's close to home. I'm from Park City. I like skiing. I like the mountains. And I played hockey for a long time. I loved hockey. There's a team here. I knew uh, my sister dated a guy that played on the team once upon a time, just really briefly, and uh, talked to him a little bit. Came to a tryout or two, and here I am playing BYU hockey. So it's a good time. And you're you're not just a player; you're the captain. I'm so the captain. Right what's now, it yes. like to captain the BYU hockey team? It's unique in the sense that I, I've captained a team in high school. I've played for a bunch of teams. I mean, I've been playing since I was four. And of all the teams I've played on, I have not found a locker room with this sense of brotherhood. Not in the same way that kind of BYU has. And it's really unique that I mean, I would say we're probably not the most talented team out there, but everyone has such a sense of unity and brotherhood that they're willing to do whatever it takes for the guy next to them to be able to achieve something great or something better, that we're a team that continually is looking to improve because we care about the guy next to us and because we want everyone to achieve, not just someone's going to make sacrifice play so that someone else can look good. It's not about any of that personal glory, and that's really unique. You don't find that a lot, especially in a game like hockey where you see a lot of all-stars in you know, the NHL and those places, and everybody wants to go end-to-end. Everybody wants to score cool goals and to find guys that are willing to sacrifice and make the team play. It's super unique, and the way that we have it here at BYU, it's incredible. It's unique and special. BYU hockey had a memorable season one year ago, oh, to Harry. say the least. Oh, good, yeah. It, it was incredible. You guys made it this was... awesome run in regionals and won the league and stuff, right? It was super cool, yeah, yeah, won the Mountain West Conference. Yeah. Was, yes. Uh, that was a big deal, beating Utah State. Huge been deal. been a power yeah. Weber State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Utah State's been going to nationals yeah, every couple of years, pretty frequently, pretty regularly. They've been kind of a powerhouse in the West, and we beat them uh, on in Logan for the Mountain West Conference. and. Ooh. Probably the coolest win of my hockey career. I mean, you talk about going to playing in Logan is those people they're crazy. Like oh, we the know. fans, those hockey fans <laughs> up there are wild, and it's loud. And then you shut them out, and you win a game up there for that trophy, and it's dead silent except for you can hear the little cougar section right behind our uh, our away <laughs> bench, and that's awesome. It was super cool to go up there and win a trophy. Hold it up high, and it was something special. It was cool. Nixon Barber, BYU hockey captain with us on BYU Sports Nation. How did what happened last year shape your goals and expectations for this season? It definitely raised our expectations. BYU hockey's been on a gradual incline for a little while now. I've struggled a lot uh, in the past, but over the past five years, I'd say it's been each season is a little bit better than the last. And so when we we won, you know, the Wasatch Cup, the Mountain West Conference. We were just a game shy of going to nationals. That when we came into the season, we realized, like, oh, these things are, they're achievable, they're possible. We've been there, and we know that we can go further. And so when we sat down and we talked about goals, about where we want this team to go, we knew that we had uh, these high expectations, but we had faith to go with it. We we knew that like it's possible if we put in the work, if we do the things that we need to. Like we've been there, we can get there again, we can go further. How's this season going so far? The season's been interesting. We ended up with quite a few new guys on the team at the start of the year. 
Uh, we had a couple of just various circumstances. Guys couldn't come back from last season. And the start was a little bit slower than I think we'd have wanted, but it's been unique. And, again, something that makes us incredible is that sense of brotherhood that those new guys, they bought in, and they've worked really hard. So even though the start was really slow, we've hit a lot of speed, a lot of momentum. We beat Weber State just before the Christmas break. They're ranked number three in the West, and we're going into an important section of the season where we're going to play in the Wasatch Cup. We're going to play in the Mountain West Conference Championship. And in the Mountain West Conference, uh, we've got, I think, four of the top ten teams at all – one, two, and three are in all the West? conference. Yeah, in the West. Wow. So we're gonna we have a chance to play and beat one, two, and three in that Mountain West Conference Championship. Uh, by the way, Jerem's dropping the puck. Any final words of any, advice? Any advice for me today? Just, I mean, the the drop is not the hard part. You're gonna have to walk on ice. That's, that's I don't know the if you've done I'm that before. About getting <laughs> out there. It is slick. Yeah. People people have this, you know. Miss uh, this, this bad idea about ice that they yeah. see ice skaters out there. They think, oh, no, no, it's not no. that bad. There's no, no, traction no. of some sort. There's, I'll use my six year old daughter who's going to go out with me. Lean as, on her. Yeah. yeah, I'll lean on her. So if we fall, yeah, use her as a prop. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just keep your your weight centered right above your your shoes. Bend my knees. Just yep. go okay. real slow. Get okay. that awesome. that nice easy drop. Okay. Nixon, let's Thank give you, you some karma it. for tonight. Uh, great to have you on the show, man. Hey, thanks for letting me uh, come on. It's been fun. You got let's it. have him sign the flag. Absolutely. Yeah. Sign know, the flag on your copy, way out. Oh, Capitan's flag here. Let's you look, go. Cool, cool. You look like you have gifts. Are also, those, are yeah, those for us? us? Yeah, those are, I have a sweatshirt for each of you and oh. one for your daughter as well. Oh, thank you. Oh, hey, snap. Yeah. That's next you guys, level. That's you guys awesome. can come to the rink, and this is a little more practical. The jersey's nice. It looks yes. good, but it's not as warm, you know. Yes. As hockey players, we, oh, we get pretty that's warm. That's next level. So these will keep you warm as you come to the ice. Beautiful. Okay. Awesome. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Nixon Barber. Nixon Barber. Fantastic. Coming up, our and one recap and preview of tomorrow. NCAA.com college basketball insider Andy Katz will join us as well. Is the WCC a three-bid league? See y'all in on that. This is BYU Sports Nation. Heck yeah, he is. Come on, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Sarah Hampson and the BYU women's basketball team seek a fifth straight win tomorrow against Santa Clara on BYU TV at 4 Eastern time. Longtime NCAA basketball insider, host of the March Madness 365 podcast, and our favorite former Fresno Bee reporter, Andy Katz of NCAA.com, joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Andy, nice to have you back on the show. Uh, appreciate it, guys. BYU basketball beats Pacific last night. The Cougars enter at number 28 in the net rankings metrics. They're looking pretty good. How would you evaluate BYU's at-large NCAA tournament resume right now? Well, uh, a little sneak peek in a bracket that I have coming out this afternoon. Um, I have BYU. Uh, look here real quick. Um, I've got them as a 10 seed uh, in Tampa playing Wichita State, uh, and that would be the western bracket, which feeds into L.A. Um, you know, to me, their win over – Houston on the road, it's not like what's the only thing that's getting them in, but it's certainly something that has tremendous shelf life for them and continues to get better and better. Because also that win came, as you know, uh, early in the season, no Yoli Childs, and obviously he's not played much at all right now. But it, it just um, it, it symbolized, I think, that they've got a good team, uh, you know, with or without them. And I think that's a huge indicator uh, for the committee. Uh, you know, what they got to do, though, what BYU has to continue to do here in the WCC 
is, because this has been the problem in years past, I think we've talked about this, is they can't lose games below them uh, or too far below them. I mean, when I look at the WCC this season, really there's a top six and there's a bottom four. I kind of thought Pepperdine would be higher up. Uh, Pacific obviously has had a better season. But, you know, they can't be losing to San Diego, Portland, Loyola. Um, those are the ones for sure. Uh, ideally, they don't lose to anyone below them at all. But, uh, you know, they, they cannot afford to drop games like that. I mean, th- th- that's their margin of error. I mean, this win at Pacific, another true road win, that, that's a strong indicator because Pacific had just knocked off St. Mary's. And when you look at that margin, like you talked about, if BYU does drop just one of those, are they now on the bubble? Is that what you're saying? Or would you have them out? Uh, it's all relative to the rest of the country. You know, I mean, um, the ACC teams are right, – right now I've got two ACC teams actually playing uh, in Dayton. You know, that's so basically they could eat Virginia Tech and NC State. Those teams could easily play their way out, and maybe BYU slides down to that grouping. Uh, which they've been before. But when I, you know, I look at their schedule here, um, you know, they, they've obviously got some dicey spots still to go through, you know, at USF, the back end of this uh, road trip, not going to be easy. They can be very pesky. Uh, and then, you know, that last game of the season at Pepperdine, because Pepperdine's underachieved, but they've got the talent, uh, you know, that that's going to be a strong indicator. The fact that, you know, they've already gone to St. Mary's only lost by three, uh, you know, that's sort of out of the way. But you got to beat St. Mary's at home. Um, you know, ideally, if you can knock off Gonzaga at home, then I think you're in, no question. But, you know, that, that, these other games are the ones that I don't think they can really afford to lose right now because their margin of error. I mean, it would have helped them if Utah State had a better season right now, but they're really struggling. Yeah. You know, it's still a good win at the time, but it's not as strong as it could have been. Andy Katz of NCAA.com with us on BYU Sports Nation. How much consideration do you think the tournament selection committee will give BYU knowing that Yoli Childs has only played eight of BYU's 21 games thus far? Well, I mean, they're not going to give him any, you know, uh, slack just because he missed those first nine when he was suspended. But then he was hurt. Um, I mean, they proved they could win without him with that win at Houston. Uh, You know, and, and losing to San Diego State, not a bad loss. Um, the Boise State one probably bites them a little. You know, a decent showing in Maui certainly helps them. You know, so the Virginia Tech win, by the way, as I just mentioned, Virginia Tech is in my bracket, so that helps them. That's another win against the field. Utah beating um, uh, last night. Washington, um, yeah. Washington, thank you. You know, that helps them. Utah already has wins over Kentucky and Oregon, so you got to cheer on the Utes. Not the norm for BYU, but you want the Utes <laughs> to play well. And I've got the Utes actually sort of right there on the other side. Um, You know, that win last night, I think, helps their case of being right there to potentially get in. Gonzaga, clearly a number one seed type. How do you feel about St. Mary's at this point? So St. Mary's is going to be an interesting case. Um, You know, they played a much better schedule than they had in the past. Over Wisconsin really helps. When they beat Utah State, they were ranked, um, you know, even though they're not as good beating Cal, Arizona State, they'll get some Pac-12 bonus points, if you will, because their power ratings will be a little better. The Winthrop loss at home hurts them. Um, the Pacific four-overtime loss, I don't think that's disastrous. You know, the Santa Clara loss is a little bit of a, a black mark. Uh, you know, I have St. Mary's relative. I think in other years they'd be in serious trouble. 
but there aren't as many good teams. And so, you know, I've got St. Mary's in that same 10 line with BYU um, in the south. So, you know, both schools are right there sort of above that line of being in Dayton. So that means they could certainly move up or take on a little bit more water. And now you've moved into that second grouping where you're in the first four, lose again, and then you're out. Andy, do you think when all is said and done in March that the West Coast Conference will place three teams in the bracket for the first time since 2012? Yes. Um, and I think three are deserving. They certainly all can win games. Gonzaga can win it all. Uh, you know, they're helped by in the SEC uh, and to some extent the Big 12 being a little more down this year. That they're not The Big Ten and the Big East are going to gobble up the highest percentage of bids. Uh, you also... You know, it's all going to be relative. You're going to want San Diego State in the conference tournament because they're getting in because they're going to win the regular season. So, you know, they're definitely as a potential for a bid stealer in the Mountain West if San Diego State doesn't win it. So there are things like that that because it, it doesn't just happen in a vacuum for BYU or St. Mary's. It, it's all interconnected with the rest of the country. Who's the best player in the West Coast Conference right now, in your opinion? Um. Because I can't judge Yoli Childs because he hasn't been healthier on the floor enough. You could just you know, say Yoli. I would Andy. say this maybe. Is Sports <laughs> I said you could just say Yoli Childs. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I would say this. I would say that Ford is certainly in the conversation. Philip Petrusev and Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. Uh, they have to be right there. Um, obviously, T.J. Haas has had an outstanding season. You know, so it, it's going to be one of those guys. But that's another thing that usually we know by mid to late January, okay, this is probably going to be the player of the year in the conference. And I think that race is still wide open. Andy, how do college basketball fans get more of your content? Uh, all our March Madness social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, NCAA.com. Uh, you can see me certainly uh, contribute to the WCC website with interviews, uh, as well as being on Fox Sports and the Big Ten Network uh, over the next uh, seven weeks. All right, we look forward to it, man. Always appreciate the insight. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Andy. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. Andy Katz on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. Makes a good point. The race is wide open for player of the year. Um, and if BYU finishes in second and Yoli Childs is a 2010 guy, it's got a shot. I would assume that a Gonzaga guy would get it, but they're so balanced that sometimes a guy doesn't stick out yeah. um, in the same way. Patrushev although, has been although, the guy along with Corey Kispert, right? right? Pa- Patrushev is probably the best player in the league because he's really – if he's the number two player in the league but he's on the number one team and he's still really good, that should be rewarded in some play. But it's conference games only, by the way. Yeah. It's not all season. Okay, coming up, a rise and shout-out to a BYU superfan. Plus our and one picks for the Hilltop tomorrow. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. A fantastic Friday show, and we're not done yet. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. And the BYU TV and BYU radio apps are free. We recommend you download them if you haven't already. Let's play and one. Picks, predictions, and one. 
on BYU Sports Nation. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Scoreboard going into last night was Jerem 25, Spencer 24, and Jason some other amount. Uh, let's recap first. I'll go. BYU will hold Jalil Trip to 20 points or fewer. Trash! I didn't think I was going to get it. He had 18 with 12 minutes to play. Oh, gee. Didn't score the last 12 minutes. Well, then. Get one! BYU will have six-plus steals. Samsonite. Mm. I was way off. Two steals for BYU, both by Jake Toulson. It's actually three. They won the game, so there's three. Okay. My two-pointer, BYU covers. Trash! Minus six, so, uh, yeah, that happened. BYU by 14. And my and one. Give us some of that. And one. I thought Pacific would go to the free throw line a lot. Shoot 21 mm. plus free throws. No. They were averaging 27 in league, by the way. They only shot eight. Good. Kept them off the line. That was good. By the way, Jason was one for two. He actually got one of his more obvious picks wrong. You know, he makes six plus three. Yeah. Yes. They've made six plus against everybody in league. Or, or Sorry. Yeah, everybody in league so far, the other four. And then BYU finished with single-digit turnovers. Wrong. BYU had 10. Okay, so I'm still up a point. 27-26, Jason at 14. KR and one picks for the San Francisco game on the hilltop now. My first pick, BYU will hold San Francisco to 70 or fewer points. Okay. Get one! BYU will have four players or more scoring double figures. The Cougars currently have three that average double figures, but there are a bunch that average just under that. I think BYU has four guys scoring double figures tomorrow. For reference to your 70, San Francisco scored 48 points last night. 48! The magic number for BYU is 70 or fewer. When they do that, they win the game. Yeah. Well, that's going to happen. That team scored 48 last night. Uh, my first uh, one, my two-pointer. BYU by five plus. Uh, Ken Palm has this as a four-point game. I say BYU's going to Ken Palm cover again. Okay. And one. And BYU scores 76-plus. Okay. Here's why I have this number. That'd be one more point than yesterday. That uh, The last two games, USF has held its opponents to 58 or under. Mm-hmm. Uh, and BYU hasn't scored 76-plus versus USF since 2017. Okay. So I feel like this is an aggressive somewhat pick. You like the Cougars' offense. Mm-hmm. Guess uh, what? Yeah, we're top 15. We beat Brigham. If top BYU, 15 in if, adjusted offensive. If opinion. BYU wins 76 to 70, we all win. <laughs> That's not what I want. <laughs> Our question of the day. Who was more impressive for BYU basketball in the win at Pacific last night? Was it Jake Toulson or Yoli Childs? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at BYU LASF Jazz on Twitter says, Jake the Make. Don't know where BYU would be this season without him. Nephew True. to Danny Ainge. Yoli Childs can take credit for every future game. Give this one to Toulson. And think about the difference that Mark Popa has made this year. He got Jake Toulson. He got Yoli Childs back. He got Alex Barcelo. Awesome. Today's Rise and Shoutout. Mine goes to at 5 Pound Trout, Sung Kim. One of the best BYU fans around. Got a lot of screen time last night. Everyone, everyone likes him. Cool dude, stake president in the area, helped get a lot of fans to the game. It's cool seeing him on uh, the screen. Yuba City for five-pound trout. Love it. My uh, rise and shout-out goes to Jake Toulson because he's helped BYU win a number of games, Jerem. And I'm going to go back to the Southern Utah game that was close at the end. Yeah. Jake Toulson hits a crucial three in that game. BYU avoids what would be a detrimental loss. Amen. By the way, Steve Young will be on the program Monday. Big thanks to our guests today, Andy Katz, Jonathan Tavernari, and Nixon Barber of BYU Hockey. Sorry to Dennis Petto. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kenny Roberts. We'll see you on Monday for that interview with Steve Young. Super Bowl week coming up. And BYU basketball, another big game tomorrow. Go Cougs!